Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Good evening, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk, the final episode of 2023. And we end with a draw. A good draw, a good performance, but sadly only a point. We'll go through that and we'll look ahead. We've obviously got Blackburn Rovers on New Year's Day, which we'll preview as well. Um, between now and whenever we finish, an hour's time or so. Um, we have Danny Bit with us. How are you doing, Danny, mate? I'm doing all right. How are we all? Good stuff. Thank awesome. you very much. And Tom was back with us, mate. First up, the first time you've been with us is Christmas. How was your Christmas, mate? Yeah, it was good. Had my birthday in between as well, so that was nice. Um, yeah, just relaxing. And it's always nice to come away with three points. Um, yes. albeit not yesterday, but Boxing Day was fun. It was very much so. Um, so yeah, we'll start with the Sunderland game. That was Friday night. Um, tough one to take, Danny. We'll come on to the specifics of the goals and the incidents and everything else in a minute. But we were really good. We were the better team for me. Uh, we were the most threatening team. Um, I thought we defended well. I thought we were valued for three points, to be honest with you. I feel 24 hours and I still feel harshly done by. Yeah, I agree, actually. I mean, <clears throat> I've checked back the uh, the post-match reaction and there's actually a few Sunderland fans in the comments that said mm. they were poor. Um, so thank you for your honesty and no big-headedness with it being a big team. Um, but yeah, we just felt <clears throat> different against Sunderland. I mean, I know we've said it before where we've given you know teams that you expect to do well in this league a good game. But the Sunderland game, like Mick said on the post-match, it was almost felt like a loss because we had chances to win the game and they scored via a goal that was just a gut punch in one. Um, so, so, yeah, now that I've had a chance to sleep on it, it's just a bit of a, oh, it could end up being the one that got away this season. Mm. Yeah, it could. It potentially could. Just briefly on Sunderland, Tom, we were talking before before we started recording and they're sixth or the worst sixth before the game yesterday. 
Mm. And it feels like, and I'm sure they've got other good players, but it felt like it was, right, I don't know what to do with this ball, so here go, Jack, please, Jack Clark, please do something. And it, it was just a really odd performance from them, I thought. Really odd. Yeah, it was the most one-person-sided game I've ever seen. It was, it was almost as if if Clark didn't have a good game, they wouldn't have had. Mm. And by all means, he didn't have a brilliant game. I thought Dexter... Marked him reasonably well. I thought we thought we doubled up on him reasonably well. But having said that, it was yeah, it was a ridiculous one man performance. Which I don't know. Surely, surely that's not their whole season been like that. Maybe they probably just had an off day, new manager and whatnot. But yeah, I I can't remember the last time I saw such a one man performance since Jack Grealish for Villa. Yeah, that's good show, that was, actually. So yeah, like Jack's at New York Stadium. We should sign a Jack. That's what we've learned yeah. from this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, in the comments, Harvey Kelly, Kim Hayward, Jamie, and Scott Kent are all with us uh, on what was the last episode before the year. Let's go into the specifics, Danny. And the, the surprise came with the starting 11. It was, I think, if I remember, it was right. It was unchanged except for one. And that was Ollie Rathbone coming out and Sam Klukas coming in. Now, I thought mm-hmm. Sam Klukas had made a good few in, in the cameos he's come out. I thought he'd done quite well, but we're all shocked to see Ollie, Ollie drop out. We now know it's not long term, it's just a sickness bug, and hopefully, he'll be back for New Year's Day all being well. But how did you? I, I felt that was a massive blow, and all has been off a bit, a little bit off it, but I just thought I'm not sure Klukas was up for this in terms of match fitness. Yeah, that one sort of come, uh, took me by surprise as well. But <clears throat> a few people said to me after the game, um, after that Klukas performance, he might actually keep Ollie out the side, mm. um, because he put in a proper graft. Um, oh, but at the same time, even though it is due to sickness and I hope Rathbun gets better soon. Like maybe it's, he needed it in a weird mm. way. You know, mm. he needed that time just to himself, just to refresh a little bit and, <clears throat> you know, potentially not do everything a million miles an hour. Yeah. Maybe that's why um, he was completely took out of the 18 with the sickness because, you know, I'm sure doing everything a million miles an hour, your immune system gets affected as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so hopefully it's rest and recovery for him. Um, but when I first saw the starting eleven, it was like, ooh, interesting. Like you say, it's not anything long term. But when they're completely out of the match day eighteen, it's like, oh god, what's happened? Yeah. You know, we all panicked as a collective. It's, it's, yeah, it's like as he kicked a molehill and broke his ankle at Groundwood <laughs> or something. You know, like what <clears throat> what's happened? Um, but Lucas came in, did the job amazingly. Mm. Um, and I think showed we have quite a good depth in midfield now mm. and has potentially shown Richardson where the depth areas are in January as well. Because mm. um, mm. I, I personally would say stay away from midfield and go for towards defence. Mm. But, um, yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with those comments. Though. I think Rathbone struggles to get back into that 11 now. I really do. I think Lucas adds a lot more quality on the ball, which we need. Maybe his graft isn't quite there, as in off-the-ball graft, but I think we make up for that with Thierry and, and Lindsay, that the on-the-ball stuff I think we need. Those, those set-piece deliveries, the kind of composure in the middle. Like you're saying, Ollie does everything a million miles an hour, and we don't need that at the minute. Sometimes you do, games you do, and he will suit certain games, but at the minute he doesn't. It's it's a toss-up between him and Lindsay at the minute because I can't see you dropping mm. Lucas other than fitness reasons. Yeah, I was surprised in the, in the Klukas' performance, Tom, because, and this is maybe naivety, naivety on my side, I thought Klukas was just a bit of a kicker, just a bit of a, <laughs> he, he, he'd break up play, he'll kick the opposition, win the ball back, 
I just saw so much of his game last night. That's every set piece he put in was brilliant. We'll talk about the goal in a minute. Yeah. But everything he did was just on point. It was technically brilliant. Yeah. Everything. I, I, I was surprised he led to his game, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, likewise. I, I you know, I thought he was a grafter when he came to the club and kind of a get it and move it kind of player. But mm. I, I guess I guess when you are a Premier League player playing in a Premier League surrounding, he's not going to be the one to take corners, he's not going to be the one to take mm. free kicks, etc. So you can kind of think that he's a he's a grafter at that level. But once he steps down a level and and uh, you know we, we are bottom of the championship when he's at a club of our technical ability he will thrive mm. and he'll be one of the best technical players and it just goes to show that he is. I mean, I've got to say as well, when Calf came on, I thought he looked neat. Mm. I don't think he has a big, as much of an impact as we quite would have hoped yet. But, you know, that's still match fitness. That's still match sharpness. Uh, but he looked he looked good on the ball again. You know, I'm, I'm going to say back to his usual self, but I don't think we ever actually saw his usual self. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's exciting. It's, with them two in the midfield, it's... Uh, We've definitely got a lot more quality on the ball there. And that's, to, that's not to dig anyone else out, but, you know, they are clearly good, good players on the ball. Mm, I agree. Talk about the goal, Danny. Uh, Mick described it yesterday as just pure technique from Sam mm. Kulkas. And you can't really argue with that. It's just the ball sat up. And in our heads, we've all done that. You know, imagine in, in <laughs> our imaginary world, we've all hit balls as sweet as that. But not many <laughs> people can do it. And that was just a, a, just a ball. Just a beautiful goal to watch. It's a very aesthetically pleasing goal as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, <clears throat> I sort of had the perfect angle for it, really, being banged behind the goal. Um, I thought Lemmikisa did well to keep hold of it in the first in the first place. Yeah. Um, I didn't really picture Hugo for a crosser of the ball, but apparently he can dig out a cross. Um, and their, their defensive clearance initially was... You know, a good defensive clearance. However, I think Klukas read the game perfectly. Yeah. In that, in that, in his positioning, um, and it's it's sweet of enough on the volley. And I don't even think Victor would have saved it. To be no. fair, <laughs> it it was just it was perfectly it left everybody stood still like trees, and you and you saw how how happy it made everybody when it went in. Mm. Um, and yeah, like like Mick said, pure technique. <laughs> your, your technique. The guy who was sat next to me said that's one of the best goals I've seen this season, and it's like, oh, let me keep yeah. Matt just top it, but he's up there. Hugels, um, Bramall. We've we've scored some good ones this season, and three. Oh, I don't know. You can count Bramalls. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Come on. Okay, th- okay, three of the four were intentional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to have a good goal. We might go down, but we'll have. We've scored some belters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some belters scored against us as well. <laughs> That's true, actually, yeah. Uh, but on to ourselves, Lucas, the, the, the corners in the first half, Tom, they were proper under the cost, Sunderland. We could have scored from three of those goals. I'm still not sure how one of them didn't go in. And it yeah. just cleared off the line. And then yeah. keep it pulled off a worldie as well. Um, yeah. With a very, very late save. And mm. these have all come from set piece. And that's what we've lacked when Rathbone's a good player, but his set piece is not his his his, his best thing. Bramall's corners aren't great. We've really missed Cafu's set piece and what appears to be Kluka's set piece, and yeah, because we've got players who can put that pressure under the opposition, and that looks to be hopefully another threat going forward. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can see it with Sean Morrison's long throws. Before mm. we had them two back, the, the issues that we caused a lot of the time were long throws into the box that um, 
caused issues. You know, we've got big players. We've got players that really, really know how to put themselves about. And um, Hugo Ladoffin, Sean Morrison, um, you know, they know how to put themselves about, not just compete for the ball. Um, and yeah, we really, really missed it. And like you said, Rathbone can do all the dirty work, can do all the unknown stuff where he's putting a lot of pressure on players and this, that and the other. But he's not quite got the technical ability for the kind of set pieces that we need. I mean, when we started the season with Cafu in midfield and he was putting in some really dangerous stuff, it was it, we, we were a lot, lot more dangerous. And I think we'll really thrive under that, I think, as well. When you bring Eves into the mix and Kelly into the mix as well, we look a real handful in the box. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I can't see. If hopefully this makes sense, I can't see one of Klukas and Cafu not starting every game mm. from now on. Bear in mind fitness, mm. if that makes yeah. So fitness, one fitness of them, yeah, fitness. One of them two need to start every game now, simply mm. for their set piece set piece deliveries. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, John's with us. Good evening. Uh, where is Mick? Mick is in uh, North Wales. Refused to go to a car park this time. Um, <laughs> so Mick's, yeah. He's probably watching, John. So if you want to get some grief comments, John, I'll make sure he sees them. Uh, <laughs> it's all grief uh, <laughs> um, Before we went to the second half proper, Danny, I just thought it was finish on the first half in the sense that we were brilliant in that first half. We, our second half was much more level game, I thought. Well, the first half, I just thought we had them under the cosh from the set pieces. Uh, we we talked about on the, on the post-match. We didn't let them move too far forward like we did against Middlesbrough. I thought mm. the setup was absolutely on point, completely on point. Nombe and Hugel led from the front. I think they struggled against Borough, but they really did lead from them. And they, they look like they're developing a bit of a partnership because mm. Nombe is starting to read the flick-ons and Hugel's starting to understand when the flick-ons need to go to Nombe. You maybe understand why it takes time, but there is something building with those two. Just add a goal or two each every couple of games, and we'll be fine. <laughs> goal or two each. <laughs> goal, each. Goal or two. Every few games. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> not only one, not only win yeah. five nil every week. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> I'll tell you, Matt, I'll let you tell them to make that their New Year's resolution. But um, yeah, I, I mean, the partnership that Hugo and Nombe are, are crafting now really makes me think what was Matt Taylor doing not to start it earlier mm. you know because imagine if like I know Nombe had to come up to speeds in this level for a little bit of time but you know just to have put it in in practice like as a, maybe a, a later edition in the second half etc but it never really transpired and now we've seen it and it's like oh actually there's, mm. It's bearing fruit now. Um, maybe not goal wise, and that'll take a little bit, little bit longer, like a bit more practice at, at, on the training pitch. But it's, in games, we're seeing um, how well it can actually work. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that that first half, we I wouldn't go as far to say we had Sunderland on toast, but <laughs> they were they were certainly in the toaster anyway. Um, <laughs> and. The set, but I think the second half we actually played better, but we had to play better because Sunderland played mm. better. Yeah, I thought. Um, but we could have scored a couple in the first half. I think the one that Patterson pulled off an absolutely real yeah, save really to mm. keep out. Um, and there was one where it was a bit of a scramble in the six yard box, and Sunderland eventually got it away. So that's two strong chances to get a goal in the first half, and. Mm. I think we're built on it in the second half, but we're just limited by Sunderland, of course, 
you know, realising that they actually have to play football to compete. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, it, it was. It, it's one of them games where, and I've said it before on, on the podcast, it shows what we're capable of. You know, even with the depleted squad, loads of injuries and illness and everything, even with that, it still shows what we're capable of. And we just needed someone um, to get the best tune out of the players. And since Richardson's come in and, you know, has been able to work with them, bar maybe the Leicester game as the anomaly, like you said on um, the post-match, Matt, um, we are starting to see it click a bit better. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we absolutely are. John Morrell, not a happy Birmingham fan. Play football. He watched 90 minutes of something something last night and it wasn't called football. Poor <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Getting grief in the <laughs> Birmingham podcast. Um, mm. Moving on to the second half, let's talk about the goal, Tom. <laughs> the yeah, second yeah. Sunderland goal. It was just... That was the only way they were going to score. I'll talk, I'll go, yes. I'll go talk about defence yes. in a minute. But they, it was just a horrible... It ran to the Ipswich goal. No, Ipswich's second goal. I know it's mm. a different type of goal, but it was just... What could you do? Victor mm. could never have got the way it went in. Victor were never going to get to it unless you knew it were happening. Uh, mm. I think it was Lindsay with the deflection. It was just when you looks against you, it just felt like that kind of goal. That just what could you? Say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can probably look at it back and think, well, we could have done better here, here, here. Mm. But you know, when you tell it all together, it's not much that you can actually do in that situation. It's it's a pot shot from what was it? 30 yards maybe maybe oh, less yeah. 25 i don't know whatever it was it was a pot shot which which was what we were um what we were limiting them to um mm. and it, it and it just it just took a lucky deflection it had to be clark it really had to be clark it couldn't know. have been anyone else it really couldn't have been um but in hindsight when when that goal went in i think richardson said it as well we did look like we stepped it off uh, stepped off the gas a little bit Mm. Um, and we looked like we were defending a 1-0 lead against Leicester in the last five minutes rather than just scoring in the second half and kind of just getting into the game. It was it was something that was and wasn't coming. You couldn't really see them scoring, but the way that we were defending made it a lot made, made us feel a lot more pressured and, and make, made us look a lot more pressured than we probably would have been if we would have sticked to the game plan. Uh, I think that comes with confidence. I think we were winning 1-0 and kind of crapped ourselves a little bit, mm-hmm. um, which is bound to happen. But it's about kicking that out of the system now and knowing that they should be winning games like this against playoff contenders. That should give them confidence. But, yeah, about the goal, it's just, you know, Victor maybe could have caught it or punched it further, but not really. And then yeah. Clark didn't even catch it sweetly, which made it go in. It was one of them. Where if he would have caught it well, it probably would have flown over. But the fact that he caught it, you know, scruffed on his shin, it um, it went in. And yeah, you can't really blame anyone for it. It's just one of those things that happens. Yeah, that's football. That's just football, isn't it? Football. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to fair, I think what is a positive, I think, I think that Tom's right. After we after we score, we we sort of went into a shell a little bit. But I thought after we conceded, yeah, we then almost got back on it. We were and that that's good, but it's also frustrating, I suppose. Um, but we said this on the instant reaction, and how many times this season have we, when we considered one, we considered a couple, or at least mm-hmm. at least another one. Um, there seems to be this more, there's more steel about the mentality at the minute. It's not perfect, but there seems to be a bit more steel about us that when we're under the cosh, they seem to just, I don't know, they just seem to believe in themselves a little bit. They seem to be believing in their own ability a bit more. And I think that that's that's the one thing these, these players are missing, just 
you are good players, go and do it. And I, 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 I felt that we saw that after their goal. Mm. Yeah, I think, and I think the fact that we conceded it in such an unlucky circumstance as well, it was like they sort of looked at it and went, nah, actually, we, we, we're better than these. We scored a quality goal, they scored a, a lucky one. So, you know, again, it just comes down to self-belief. We've, we've harped on and on and on about how little confidence these teams had early doors, um, especially after conceding or conceding first. Um, whereas now, like like you say, you put it perfectly, there's more steel about them, there's more confidence there um, in their own ability. And that seems to have appeared quite quickly since Richardson came in, in my, in my mm. opinion, at least, anyway. Um and it's almost a self-belief of actually we can dig ourselves out of this situation. Like <laughs> I, I know it sounds a bad thing, like saying, "Oh, we're only eight points adrift," <laughs> but, yeah. but there's still a lot of football to be played until then, um, and there's still some teams whose form isn't the best. But you know, we, we've won and drawn against two of the best teams in the northeast for one, and two two teams that are up the top end of the table who probably came to them thinking, oh, we'll blow these away. These are bottom of the league, don't matter. Um, but I'm, I am liking this this more steel-based Rotherham team now um, mm. because I'm not as worried when we when we go d- a goal down or concede. Um, and I thought after we conceded, we looked the more likely to score after that as well. We had a yeah. fair amount of chances up the top end. We had a fairly decent shout for handball um, as well, but that's uh, that, I think the jury's out on that one. It's six I, one half a dozen at other. Eves could have given away a penalty. There was a handball from Eves, which yeah, maybe <clears> yeah, not. Seen them given. Yeah, and I've seen them given. Well, not not for us, like, but you've seen them given for other teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then right at the last minute, there was the Revan chance where I think if he was a bit taller, he'd have connected with the ball. Yeah. Um, but. It also shows that we're going on until the end now. We don't just sort of... Mm. Um, we weren't accepting the point, were they? That point no. wasn't good enough. They were no, going no, no. We, we weren't accepting the point at all. Whereas before, we'd have pulled up on 70 mm. minutes and played out for the draw. Whereas now it's yeah. like, actually, we can still win this game of football. Mm. And it's a completely different mentality as if like we're going into games and we say, right, we are going to win this game of football over 90 minutes. Mm. You know, we're not just going to score a goal, sit on it, and oh no, we've conceded play for the draw. It's like actually we've just conceded here, but we've still got X amount of time. We can still win it, mm. and I like that mentality. It's more of a, it's more of a stereotypical Rotherham United mentality. I think mm. we sort yeah. of lost that mentality of never write Rotherham off, whereas now we've sort of got it back a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think that comes from the manager as well, because you see those changes, the triple change he made. I know he couldn't make many defensive subs, but he made a triple change and brought on two strikers and a winger for mm. two, well, two strikers and a and a fullback. But you know, it's it was he he wasn't comfortable with just having a draw. He did want to go for the win, and um, yeah, I think that's what everyone wants to see. We, we've settled on too many draws this season, where. Yeah, okay, maybe we've been lucky, but also we've played well in some of those draws and haven't deserved to lose. And I, I think that's the mentality mm. that should we should really kick off, um, kick out of our system. Mm. Agreed. Uh, Richard Brown says he likes the new manager, and Mark Gamble says Richard's an over Taylor. How anybody can think we were better off is beyond him. Yeah, I can't really argue with that. Um, John wants to ask: Did Joe play for Sunderland or was he benched? No, he played. Uh, he, yeah, he, could not he spent the him. evening in um, Akima Doffin's pocket 
to be honest with you. Mm. Um, it was clearly a, a plan of us. We Haxman marked him and Joe barely got a touch, um, which was enjoyable, to be yeah. honest with you. Never mind, you're 17, you know. That's... <laughs> Still enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to jab at Joe Bellingham too much, I really don't like how he's got Job on his shirt and not Bellingham. I well, understand why. Don't want I, agree. I do agree. Yeah, it's like mm, it's like you can sort of understand it with Spanish players more because that that's more of in their culture to do something mm. like that. Um, but just to have Job on the back of his shirt, it's like no, it's Bellingham, you know, and you know, it, like, know anyway. You but the point is, if it's Bellingham, there's only one in world football. There's only one Bellingham, isn't there? And yeah. that's Jude. That's the problem. Yeah, we've got. But- yeah, but you see, like we that's like saying Harry Maguire's brother playing for whatever national league team it is. Mm. He still has Maguire on the back of his shirt, even though his brother plays for Man United. Mm. Well, John says, and John's a bit more in the know. He says, "Yeah, he isn't his brother on or off the pitch." Let's say that. Let me tell you all you need to know, Danny, mm, uh, about this kind of you know. Um, John comes in with another good point. Tom can't really accept a point in your position, and that's right. I think that's one of the reasons we're all upset because we did we didn't. Deserved to, to only get a point, but mm. we were in such a low position in terms of where we were mentally as, as a fan base that mm. all we asked for was a performance. All we asked for was to do those things that, Tom, that Danny just mentioned about the steel and the determination. That's all we were sort of asking for, yeah. and we're getting it. And that's why we're all a bit more positive than mm. we would have been had it been a crappy performance and then pick a point. There's there's real signs there for me, real real signs. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But that is true as well that we can't really mm. accept a draw. And yeah, yeah, it's completely right. I mean, earlier on in the season you would have done absolutely, mm. but it gets to a point now where it's it's three points or we're still more adrift than we were previously. Matching teams above us doesn't matter anymore. We have the mm. better teams. I mean, Wednesday won as much of a spuzzy when it may have been. They still won and they're getting further away from us. Huddersfield Drew. They lost to Borough. Lost. Sorry, yeah, they lost. Um, yeah, it's just it is a matter of getting three points now, and that's why we went for it. And in a game like that, where you thought we probably should have won, we're not really winning those games where we come out of it and think we should have won. Hmm. But having said that, we weren't really coming out of games and thought, oh, we shouldn't have got anything from that, and actually have done. And that was the hmm. case with Borough, as much as people might want to say otherwise. Um, yeah, we, we definitely didn't deserve anything against Borough. So to get something against Sunderland, you can argue, is justified through that means of logic. Mm. But I was really hoping for a win, and then it really spices up the Blackburn win for me, but not anymore, because obviously I'm still waiting on three wins and not in a row. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping we'd have you on. We could build, we could build up a Blackburn game even more. Really <laughs> oh, my God, one. it would have been insane. Watch along <laughs> and everything. <laughs> um, Harry Cowett says, Thought if Nombe scored that one on one, I forgot about the one on one in the oh first God, half yeah. of the game. Yeah, I can't uh, that, that was again a brilliant bit of link up play, Danny. We're going to Hugo Nombe thing. That was a fantastic bit of play, and it, it, it was just on the wrong foot. Nombe, he's got he's a striker, he's got to do better, but that, mm. that was fantastic that those two were linking up and creating that chance. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean. <clears throat> Yeah, we always said that Hugo plays better when he's got sort of like the man behind him to help. But Hugo picked up that position as the man behind and played Nombe through. We we an absolute brilliant through ball, by yeah. the way. Um, but I, I personally, I don't think it's as much on Nombe as people think it is. It is actually really good defending from their player because he's pushed him wide. Well, keepers, and, well, keepers stayed tall. Yeah, and the keepers made himself big as well. So it's like 
good fending and good keeper positioning. Um, but you've seen him be scored. I think if, if anything, Nombe gets too much height on the ball. If he played it low, mm. he could have got it under the keeper or played it high and gone over the keeper. But sort of gone in the middle and just sort of gone for power. But yeah, if that gets scored, completely different game. Because then Sunderland are on the back foot even earlier. Mm. And we could have built up in the first half, but we didn't. But anyway, next time, Nombe scores that, by the way. Yeah. I think a play. I think a player who scored, you know, five in his last ten probably does score that. So it's a matter of confidence and, yeah. you know, sharpness. But it will come. Those goals will come. He's clearly quick enough to get away, which we've missed mm. all season, really. You know, those kind of break up breakaways. So I'm confident. I don't think it's as bad a miss as we might first think. I know it's a one on one, but they're not really. They're not always easy to score. Mm. Um, I agree. And having said that, the the save he made Patterson make about two minutes afterwards from the resulting corner was a, that a was good a mm. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a Victor esque save, wasn't it? Which it was. I've, yeah. I've heard this keeper's good, so you know. He's a young English keeper. They're very very highly rated. I think Patterson was it? Yeah, Patterson. Um, yeah. yeah, young English guy. So for well, yeah. English point, hopefully he goes on to big bigger and better things than. The championship. Let's talk about some individual performances. I mentioned a minute uh, uh, talk about ha- uh, Bellingham being in Hack's back pocket. Um, Hacks was Hacks was brilliant last night. Mm-hmm. I, I said to him, Mick, it was a, it was a Richard Wood kind of performance. It was right. I'm just going to go smash that ball. If I have mm-hmm. to take that player out with it, I'm not really bothered. And mm-hmm. that was we've not seen that from Hacks before. So different against Bury was brilliant, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just a really enjoyable game from Hacks, and he, he man marked Joe really really well. Um, mm-hmm. He was. Oh, I just love him more and more every week. To be honest with you, Hacks. Just, just, he's just brilliant for us. Everything he does is just brilliant so far. Yeah, and he's really excelling at centre back. But mm. it's it's tough to say where his best position is now, isn't it? Because yeah. we we miss his threat in the other box now, which is weird to say. You wouldn't mm. have thought that. But I mean, last time he played midfield was that Leeds game, wasn't it? So and he and yeah. you know he he scored. So he's he's a good. <laughs> he is one of the best finishers at the club. Weirdly enough, and. Mm. Having him at centre back is obviously brilliant, but it feels like a bit of a waste when he's mm. there. But you know, needs must at the minute. So hopefully January brings us defenders. Um, but he, yeah, he's fantastic. He covers the ground really well. He is technically okay. He's not fantastic on the ball. He's not woeful on the ball. He can give it and go kind of thing. But yeah, his his long legs come from anywhere. He's got fantastic timing, great positioning. He's good in the air. He's He's got all the makings of a fantastic centre back, and if we had, you know, more of a goal scorer, goal threat from midfield, you know, Klukas, I'm going to count it as a one-off for now. <laughs> um, it's it's just you know you, you you have to play him centre back, which is a shame. It's it is a shame. Um, but yeah, I think his pace is really helping at the minute at the back. Um, we all know Dexter's not the best defender, and I think having them two side by side are really complementing each other quite well. Mm. Hax is covering for Lembekisa's, you know, wrongdoings, so to say, and and Dex is able to be a bit more free attacking wise. Um, yeah, and they both did a good job on Clark. I know he scored, but he didn't really, did he? So yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that brings on to the defensive situation. So Scott Kent says, "Why are will Ayala be, be out for God knows how long? How long will Achilles tendon take? We need defenders ASAP." Yeah, we were. The defenders were towing last night, Danny, to be fair. And as it turns mm. out, uh, Lima should send his post-match that it's a serious Achilles injury. 
or a serious injury, which is an Achilles injury from Daniel Ayala. I mean, to put it into perspective, Andre Green's out for a year. Yeah. Issue. Whether it's the same, I don't. We, we obviously don't know, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be a fit for Blackburn game, Danny, is it? And that's a problem because Sean Morrison will have to play all four festive games, and I didn't think he was. He's capable. His body's capable of doing it. It was. It was, it was really struggling against uh, Sunderland towards the end. So we've we've got until the window properly opens, we've got issues. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, he's been the same tune all season. We wasn't yeah. centre arse, hasn't it? Though. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, with the IR, I think I think he's on some sort of pay, um, pay as, um, get paid as you play contract. Oh. I think. Um, if not, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season, I think it might just be cut it and go, mm. potentially. Um, which might limit us in other areas, but, <clears throat> you know, it, we just need to get something sorted. Um, and I think, I mean, I've, I've said it earlier in the podcast, um, but we need to have a focus on defenders, primarily. Which also plays into the whole thing of recalling Kyoso because he can at least do a job as a centre half. McCart, um, yeah. nobody, nobody, everyone. Yeah, McCart as well. He might get him get recalled from Barnsley just to fill a void until we can get other people in. He's um, and uh, he's doing quite well at Barnsley. I think they drew towards. Yeah, I won't, I won't mind him coming back. They rate him. Yeah, so it's just like fill holes somewhere, whether it's new people or people getting recalled until. Um, Humphreys is back up to speed and Blackett's back at some point because then every, all the numbers start filling up a little bit yeah. um, but in terms of Ayala if it's a season ending thing then it might just be time just to go you know, ta thanks for your efforts because it's of no benefit to the club which is like very cutthroat but that's football isn't it mm. Yeah there were rumours that Sean Morrison's was a heavy it, it, John's right in the comments. You pay and play is not as not as it once was, but I think Matt Taylor suggested that the Sean Morrison contract was a basic wage, but a lot of it will be based on you get like a big bonus per game kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping that Ayala's on the same type of contract. I'm desperate that Grant Hall's on the same kind of contract because those are two guys that we we need to sh- ship out, damn it, Tom. And that feels really harsh because it's the, these are professional guys we're talking about, but they're not playing enough games for us. And when the window's properly open, mm. you can spend a bit of money or get a young loan in or whatever else, uh, bring Cursor back, bring McCart back and start paying their full wages or whatever. It's We can't be carrying these dead weights. I can't think of a better word at the minute. They're, they're, at the minute, they're dead weights, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. There's, um, there's. I'd rather a, a fully fit McCart for the whole season than a... Uh... Mm four or five game fit hall and there's yeah. just simple logic behind it there's not really anything to say you know they've not done anything wrong they're not horrible people they're just unfit and it's 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 life i guess it's their career mm-hmm. it's it's not anyone's fault but if you want you, we need to be a bit more cutthroat when we're at the bottom um mm-hmm. having these having luxury players isn't we can't do really um you know you look at Sean Morrison was a gamble as well. He's managed to play most games this season and had to play most games this season, um, which is a gamble that's paid off, in my opinion. He might not have been brilliant every game, but he's there. He's playing. Yeah. Might have been injured for a part this season, but he is, you know, back and back and playing and, and playing well, um, to say. Um, 
yeah, it's we've only got one fit centre back in the whole squad, and it's it's ridiculous. It really is. So bring back McCart, bring back Kioso, and bye bye Hall and Ayala. It's the only way to do it because, like you say, if it's an Achilles and is it, if it's as serious as Andre Green's, then he's out not just for the season, but you know year to year. He won't be back in twenty twenty four, which is mental. Mm. He, he, yeah. you know, he, <laughs> um, he's not young either, so it's not like he's going to come back and be on top form. It's just it, it'd be time to uh, to cut throat and get rid, which is a shame for him, a uh, shame for us as well. I thought he was a good player. I know he did really daft two daft games, which really are inexcusable. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is a shame. Um, but didn't there was a there was a Richardson said that Humphreys is back on the grass training, which is positive. Mm. Sounds sound like he's uh, further ahead than most people thought. They don't want to push him. Fair enough, but yeah. that's what. A month away maybe which isn't great obviously but by then hopefully you've brought in a few more defenders hopefully you've got uh Humphreys fit again and then we're looking like we're at a better strength um we can push a Dauphin back into midfield and yeah we just we'd look we, we'd look better um mm-hmm. but yeah you're right uh, Hall and Ayala as much as they're people and need to support their families unfortunately I, I just You've got to be cutthroat at the bottom and they, you know, should, should be gone. We need those two spaces open. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're doing the good thing about the track, the window opens up in well, two days now, Danny. Um, the good thing about January is that there's not many league games. We've got Blackburn on the first. We've then got three other league games which are coming after that, which I think is Stoke, Middlesbrough and Ipswich. The Ipswich game... If, if either us or Ipswich get through to the fourth round, that'll get postponed. So we could end up with only three games in January, three league games in January. And you're thinking, that's great, because Humphreys will be back maybe February at the latest, which is what we're, all, what we're all assuming. That allows you more training time on the pitch for Liam Richardson to get more ideas into the players. It allows you to either integrate Kyoso or sell him and bring in a replacement for Kyoso. It allows you so much more time. For us, where we are at right now, if we're winning game after game, I might not be saying this, where we are right now, a three-league game month would could really, really play into our hands. Yeah, I, I think. Well, you have to remember is it's um, four, what is it? Four league games and a cup game. Well, um, so the, the, I'll check who Ipswich have got, but the fourth, the fourth round is the last week in the January. So if either us or Ipswich right. get through to the fourth round, that Ipswich game won't, play, won't be played. So, so it'll be so it's Blackburn, Fulham, Stoke, Stoke Middlesbrough, Ipswich, potentially Ipswich. So Ipswich. at most it's a five-game month, but as a minimum, it could be. 
Anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you and say it's giving Richardson key time on the training ground with the players to really instill his ideas because, you know, he's coming um, at a time where it's busy in December. Mm. Um, and he's not really had a chance to really cement it down and have proper training seconds because there's always been like a midweek game to think about or, you know, it, and then over, over Christmas and such, it's like it's not sat, Saturday, Tuesday. It's a weird muddle of everything else. Um, and like new, the New Year's New Year's um, games on a Monday as well. So it's, so it's all... We Friday. Yeah, and then we played Friday, so it's all over the place. But it's sort of going back to a bit of normality and it's also beneficial that it's the January transfer window um, <clears throat> so he can bring in the players that he likes and the players that um, he think will do the best jobs in the team that we've got, get a good look at Kyoso and McCart um, as well and then decide what to do with them, whether it's more beneficial to keep hold of them or get rid of them again. Side note, how funny would it be if we brought Kyoso back, didn't really fit the mould and we sold him to somebody other than Peter Barnsley Brown. or something like <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> send him and McCart back to, uh, to Barnsley, that'd be great for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so it's just give, it's going to be a key month. I mean, I know we've said it um, so many times before, but this January feels even more crucial ones before mm. um, because it's a new manager, a new way of thinking with the team, basically bare bones with a lot of evaluating to do. I personally think we won't see too much early doors in January. I think the real movement will start after the Fulham game. I think that's yeah. when we'll start seeing a lot of movement. Yeah, right. Unless we've already got people tied up and then a bus turns up on the first. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, very, very, very crucial January. I think it's almost make or break, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know, because didn't a reporter ask Richardson, what are your January transfer plans? You know, are you in the process yet? And he was like, yeah, we were three weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. When that mm. Sounds like he's on top of it. So whether or not they come in instantly, I don't know. But doesn't sound like they're going to be too far off. Mm. I don't think we're looking mm. at middle of ground before anyone comes. I mean, that might be they they they've decided three weeks ago who they want, and they've not got in touch with them yet or mm. whatever. But it sounds like pretty much that they have mm. or in touch with the clubs or there's some sort of communication. That's at least my um, perspective on things, which is good. I think mm-hmm. he needs his own players, doesn't he? Um, he needs players that he can trust as well. Like he said in his interviews, he, 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 he's known Klukas for 10-odd years um, yeah. and clearly knows his game. That's maybe why he's had, our, had his best game uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, I think I think when, when he brings his own players in, similar to how Taylor did his uh, mm-hmm. last January, there was a clear bounce, there was a clear yeah. change in mentality. Hopefully we just get the same here. But hopefully this time we're a lot more resilient and we get three games win on the bounce. <laughs> Absolutely. I think the FA Cup weekend will delay because your Premier League teams won't let Aloni out because they'll probably use them in the FA Cup rounds. Mm. I think that will delay some. Um, but hopefully I think we get some in before Fulham. Um, Ipswich play Wimbledon in the third round of the FA Cup. So there's a strong chance that Ipswich will get through with that, which, again, is likely that Ipswich game will get postponed at the end of the month. But We'll find out in a week's time on that one. Um, let's move back to the game in a minute, Danny. Let's talk about Sean Morrison because he is getting better and better by the week. Maybe it's a bit like Nombe and Hugel. He's just taking time to understand uh, Adolphin's game because they, again, seem to be working really, really well together. He's definitely 
carrying on fitness issues, Sean Morris. Like, that's very obvious uh, because the game's in short space of time. But we're almost getting the Sean Morrison we were promised at this point. He is becoming a leader on the pitch uh, and becoming crucial to what we're trying to do. And if you keep him fit, it could be crucial in, in the comeback of trying, trying, trying to get it close to staying up. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Morrison was very unlucky last season only to get two games before going out mm. injured again. I mean, he's not he's not been completely fit the whole time this season either, but he's got a nice string of games going where he's not, at least as far as we know, not carrying an injury. Mm. Um, and even with that, that, that makes you play with more confidence as well. And I think um, he's got that run of games, building on confidence, and he's getting better game by game. Um, of course, it would take a long time a rehab wise and B to get back into the swing of things after his injury he got when he was at Cardiff before yeah. us, was it? Yeah. Um, and maybe he's coming out of that rut now, you know, because he has he does seem to be growing game by game. All right, he still is blowing after 70 75 minutes of intense football, but at the same time, I'm not worried that it'll really really impact his game, like he's not gonna pull up sharply and pull something in himself, you know. There was that moment with Victor last night where I thought he'd injured himself. Yeah, that that's true. But um, scared me. <laughs> yeah, he scared me as well. But yeah, Morrison's just getting better and better and I think he will prove more beneficial than we give we than we gave him credit for earlier in the season now that he's got that string of games under his belt where nothing serious has happened. Hmm um nick says he got disagree guy can't coordinate his feet he's slow doing okay and decent as a body uh, and in the air but can't run or kick a ball that's why hacks is alongside him and um, also revan i think revan's been really brilliant. good at that center back mm. position he's clearly never played there before which isn't a dig but mm. he's, he's clearly a, a, a an attacking thinking fullback so mm. for him to be asked to play left center back is weird for him and Probably not right for him either, but he's played superbly. He's defended really well. He looks good on the ball. He comes out with it really well. We, we, you know, I'm not saying that's where he should play all season. I'm not even saying that this should be the formation all season. But to say he's in there doing a job, he's been really, really good, really resilient, really just impressive. Um, and I think both of them two beside him has made him, him um, have made Morrison look like a. a uh, a good asset just because he is, um, you know, really good in the air, great organiser. Again, not brilliant with his feet, not the quickest, but Adolphin and Revan help him out there. There's a really good balance in that defensive line. And although that's not my ideal defensive line, I think it's anyone's injuries permitting, it's <clears throat> it's doing okay. Um, what, clean sheet against um, Borough? One conceded last night. Yeah, ba yeah, basically a clean sheet. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you know we we are limiting teams. Um, I know Plymouth and um, Leicester score three each. Leicester are always going to do well against us. And Plymouth, it was their first game playing together, and Ayala was in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a man sent off. Anyway, I'm getting off track. What I'm trying to well, say is Ayala, Ayala was in there, but then he wasn't. Yeah, Ayala mm. wanted to not <laughs> yeah. be in there, basically. Um. Yeah, it, it's it's a work in progress and it's not my first choice back three, but I think they all complement each other really well. Um, Revan's really good with his feet. Adolphin's physically very strong and 
Um, Morrison's a great leader and great in the air. So it's it's a complimentary back three is all you can really say about it. If that's, mm. I, I hope it changes. I can't, I, I'd, I'd like to see Revan where Bramall is currently. No offense to Bramall, but I don't think he's got that cutthroat third final third final third delivery. Um, uh, and a Dolphin, I think, is better as a centre mid, um, more effective as a centre mid, I should say. Not that he's a bad centre half, just more effective as a as a centre mid tracking back um, and getting in the box. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Anything else you want to pick out from the Sunderland game before we move ahead? To look to Middlesbrough. Yeah, would you start the same team against Middlesbrough? I know that's I a bit of a Middlesbrough thing. I don't know who. I don't know who. The yeah, only Middlesbrough change... is Blackburn next, isn't it? Blackburn. Yeah, Blackburn. Yeah, I don't oh. know why I've said Borough. <laughs> uh, I don't know who you could bring. In. The only change you could bring is Cafu, but I worry how how long he's got in the tank. Uh, I mm, I'd like to see him play more than he did against yeah. Sunderland. Whether or not that's sixty minutes and then he comes off, or whether it's he comes on at half time or after sixty minutes, I don't know. But I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see him get integrated into the first team, the actual mm. squad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just gonna bring up the Eves comment because I, I I think it's I think he's a, becoming a cult hero, which is great. And I think I think after his goal, I think everyone got a little bit too excited. But mm. having said that, I I I think Hugo's fine. I think he's okay, but. He doesn't quite. I think Nombe is really good at getting the flick-ons and challenging defenders and and whatnot. And I don't think Hugo's quite got that domineering aspect about him with with attackers. He doesn't win every ball in the air. He doesn't put himself about as much as someone like Eze or Kelly might. Not saying that that's what I'd do. I just I'd like to see one of them to start over Hugo and see how that dynamic works. But that might just be me. No, I can see what you're saying. Also, it's it's potentially an issue for from a fitness point of view. Because yeah. they played the the this is the well third game in in quick succession. Well, this was the fourth game. Sorry, in mm. quick succession, they they looked tired against Middlesbrough. They looked better against Sunderland. So mm. are they? Was one of them going to look tired again? Um, yeah. I think so, that's. So, another... Oh, go on. Sorry. Okay, they won't be against either either any changes. But for me, it's fitness dependent for those. If you're yeah. willing to minute, bring Eves in. That's fine. But I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think although we've not got a, a good depth at the minute, mm. I think the players that we do have on the bench are like for like for the players that we do have in the squad, mm. i.e. when he swaps Eves and Kelly for Nomb and Hugo, there's not too much of a difference. Obviously, we miss Nom's pace, but mm. there is a case to say that the like for like switch between Hugo and, and or both of them, there isn't mm. much of. So I'd personally do that, see for a change, see for a, um, a rest, whatever it may be. I'd just like to see it happen. Um, mm-hmm. Plus as well, you know, I, I, again, not slating Hugo at all here. I think Kelly and Eves are both more goal scorers than Hugo is. I don't think he's quite yeah. a goal scorer. I think he's, I think outside of the box, he's, one of, he's our best striker, easily outside of the box. Mm-hmm. When you get inside the box, the miss against Plymouth, yeah, yeah. Um, you think about a couple of chances last night where Eves and Kelly both had a better chance than Hugo. Is that because we created a better chance? I don't know. Maybe they're just in a better place at the time. Uh, I'd just like to see one of them two give it a go. Mm. Yeah, what you're saying. Um, Sorry, a few stats on uh, Blackburn. So, first of all, the referee is scheduled, I think, well, should be Jared Gillett, who is the Australian referee, who is a Premier League referee. Mm. Uh, 
always a concern when they, when they come down for the Premier League. Uh, so we'll see how, that, see how that goes. We're playing a team who are in a horrendous run of form. They have lost six of their last seven. Their only win in that time came at home to uh, to Bristol City. Um, and they, if you look, you look, they beat Birmingham 4-2. Birmingham got a poor bit of form. They beat Stoke before they changed the manager. They're only beating teams that are sort of really struggling at the minute, Danny. So that's... They're on the down. We're on the up. We <laughs> we crossed them on that sort of axis um, because they seem that that's seven six six lost out of seven is is a horrific run of form. Yeah, it is. But at the, but at the same time, I mean, I'm normally the optimist, but I'm going to sound quite pessimistic with this. I think we aren't in enough of an upward trend at the minute to overcome Blackburn. I think I might be proved wrong here. I think it's going to be a draw, personally. Um, because, like like I say, six out of seven is horrific form. Uh, and they've only really beaten teams who were, you know, dropping down themselves, like Birmingham and, mm. and, and Stoke, who were down there as well. The same Stoke team that have scored 10 goals against us already this season. In, yeah, uh, we're avenging us then. Yeah, we'll have to see with that one. We'll just win it one minute. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I mean. They'll look at Rotherham as potentially an improvement game, I think. Mm. Um, that That is for sure, because they'll look at our away from and go, right, we need to put a shift in against these because effectively we can't be losing to them. Yeah. Um, but I, I personally think it'll be like, it'll be like the Birmingham game, I think. It'll be like nil-nil. Their only draw this season, only draw this season, was against us, Danny. <laughs> that 2-2. Two, two. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'll um, be a draw again. We'll be, we'll be that strange anomaly for Blackburn. Like we are the only team that the draw against. Mm. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, they have a struggle, struggle at home. Well, struggle. They got the same amount of points as us at home uh, this season. They considered quite a lot. They considered twelve goals in the last four, the last four or five games. Wow. Um, I don't know, Tom. I, I different. I, I I'm quite positive about this. To be honest with you, I feel like we're playing a team at the right time. Um, yeah. May not may not pan out that way, but if you could attack these and get the crowd on their back, like we like we did with Sunderland early in the season, like we did a little bit with Plymouth, we went one 0 up. You can really sort of hurt these teams and and get and get under them, and you, know, you can get out of these guys. Yeah, definitely seems to be as well that their manager is under the cosh and he seems mm. to not be dealing with the pressure well. I think they're not playing well, and I think they're all turning to their manager, and he's not got any answer. Um, and I think that's re- worrying a lot of Blackburn fans. Mm. Um, they don't seem confident in the slightest. Um, having said that, you know you're saying that they're um, they concede they're conceding a lot of goals. Yeah, fair enough. But we number one don't score many, yeah. and number two they have got um, special players who are going to do, you mm. know, who are who have that have that moment of quality that maybe we can see with with Klukas and Cafu maybe but that's Smodics is it he was top scorer for however long um in the championship he's clearly a player for an eye with an eye for goal and you wouldn't back him not scoring against us just for the sake of it yeah like he scored two last time didn't he Mm. But yeah, it's it's going to be a really weird game. I agree with Danny. I don't think it's going to. I think it'll be quite like the Blackburn, um, Blackburn, but Birmingham game. 
Um, but, you know, I'm going to say that we actually do it this time and we actually see the job through. Mm. You know, we've been scoring first in a lot of games recently and not really doing much with that. I'm going to say that we do. I'm going to say that we kick on as well, you know, 2-0, mm. 2-1, two, two something like that. But we actually do something with these these starting games off relatively, you know, really well and mm. scoring first and not going anywhere with it. I think that's going to change at mm. some point. So, mm. um, yeah. But like I said, they've always got a goal with Schmodix because he is a quality player who can hurt you if you give him time and space, which is... You know, it's a Jack Clark situation again. <laughs> One man team. <laughs> True. Um, the only team that have conceded more than Blackburn this season is us. Yeah, cool. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sounds about right. But have they had yeah, one? So it's literally going to be a nil-nil draw, isn't it? Yeah, literally <laughs> screaming nil-nil. But have they had one fit centre back all season? That's the question. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> what um, the thing is, then, if you look at our performances, like no Leicester performance, if we play like we did against Plymouth, we're going to win this game. And now that, that's a really similar. But we were we were brilliant against them. And, and Blackburn, for me, don't have the same way of playing that Plymouth do. I think Plymouth, if you go at Plymouth, they'll come back at you, no matter the circumstances, because they're they're new to this division. They've got all these other things that, for that reason. I think Blackburn, if you go at them and get an early goal, I, I just can't see them coming back. They have got the X Factor, they've got Smodix, they've got they have got that. But he still needs help. He still needs people to push forward. Mm. And I, I think if we just see that performance, it, we, we might not. But if we see that performance again, I I think we'll win. Yeah, I mean, I won't quite go as far to say that Blackburn are a one man band, but the way. <laughs> the, the way they've been certainly approaching games and the noise that other teams are making, you, you would argue that Smodric is one of the few good ones at mm. the moment anyway, like the one who keeps kicking the, the can down the road for Blackburn um, in, terms of keep, in terms of keeping them at least in somewhat of a healthy position in the league. Um, yeah, where are they well, in the league? Does anyone 15th, know? I think. 15th. So safe. Yeah, fa- fairly healthy. Um, yeah, but again, you know, you could say with Sunderland that Joe Bellingham was a serious threat and we nullified that. Mm. Um, so is it a case of next man up, keep it's your eye on Smodricks? Yeah, like next man up, keep your eye on Smodricks, keep him quiet and um, potentially getting at Blackburn that way. Um, <clears throat> they, they definitely got lucky with it being 2-2. Uh, at our place, I think, because uh, Modric shouldn't have been on the pitch, but we'll not dwell on that. Um, but I can, I, mean, I can feel Mick raging from where. Yeah, yeah. hello, Mick. <laughs> hello, hello, Mick. I hope you're not driving listening to this. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still going to stick with my with my nil nil. But I've just seen Nick's comment, and it could be five five. It's like, yeah, that that is the vibe I'm getting from this. I'm not as confident as you two are. I don't think. Um, we're away. Home. That's that's a big issue. Is yeah, exactly. If we were at home. I'd really back us. Really, really back us. But the mm. fact that we're away really hinders um, hinders any kind of opportunity. But you know, having said that, it's got to change at some point, doesn't it? So, yeah. Um, but what's we'll the most Rotherham United thing that we end up putting five past a team for the first time this season and still don't win? <laughs> yeah, that's fair actually. Uh let's go predictions. I'm gonna go win. I'm gonna go, we're gonna win, and I can have a shave tomorrow night. 
It's all shaving based purely on away wins then and not yes. home wins. Yeah. Away wins. My Stupidly. God. Um, almost as stupid as Tom's bet for three wins in a row. Too. I'm not <laughs> sure which is the stupidest bet. <laughs> um, Mine easily. I have to pay money. True. <laughs> you can that's just true. stand out for you know a couple months. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna win. We're gonna win two 0 Do I think yeah. we keep clean sheet? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was the last few games. Uh, two 0 uh, Danny nil nil. Yeah, nil nil. Tom, what do you reckon? Mine was two nil, but I'm gonna say two one now just to be different. Yeah, like clean sheet. I'm worried that we won't keep a clean sheet. To be honest with you. Well, um, yeah. Ben said sat down next to me yesterday at football that why can't we just win two nil? A really boring two nil, easy <laughs> two nil victory. Not um, wrong. So I think think we're going to get one today on yeah Monday. Uh, Nick thinks we're going to win two nil. I came over says one nil. Uh, Richard Brown asks is the beard itchy? No, not really. It's annoying. Mm. Um, but it's not. Fit for you or your wife, Matt. Uh. I thought I think she thought she liked a beard on me, and then I this saw this without ground animal. She's just a fan anymore. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the marriage isn't at risk yet, but come May if we still haven't won, there's a, I think there might be a danger. Yep. Um, come on, Richardson, we've got a marriage on the line. We need to be winning these games. <laughs> <laughs> um, the country says one nil uh, to that. Uh, John Rell says screw boring. I take any kind of win. After Rooney's sacked for them, for Birmingham, obviously. Uh, Scott Kent says 2 0 to the Millers, positivity. Um, right, we're going to end the final show of the year. So we're going to go through just very, very, very briefly our highlights from the year. I think it's very easy to say survival because that was a day and a half. Um, yeah. my one of my highlights for the year is a year, almost a year ago, the Blackburn 4 0. The Blackburn, yeah. you, you just after, after a poor run of, poor run of results. You just felt like it was just the world was bright again, and that's pathetic because mm. it's no, only football. But that was such a moment for for us, and it without that we'd have gone down. I think I think we need really needed a performance like that, and a result like that. Yeah, um, there's not many from this season, so they're all probably from last season, uh, last in the last year. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I've got four now, so it might be an easy pick. But uh, Tom, highlight of the year. I was going to say Blackburn. Um... <laughs> It's tough because there isn't many, is there? Um, no. <laughs> you know, you know, one that really sealed it for me, and ironically, is against who we played yesterday. I think that Sunderland two-one victory really kind of sealed the hope that we might stay up. Um, yeah. th- there's a couple. There was the QPR game, the West Brom game. Um, a couple of them really good, but I, I think that Sunderland game just. It was the it was the only it was the first game last season that truly gave me hope that we would stay up, and I think having then done that, I think makes it even better, um, even sweeter. It was two fantastic goals from Ollie and and, and Fergie. Um, may he, you know, hopefully come back because God knows what what's happening with him at the minute. Um, yeah, he. Um, it was it was a. It was. It wasn't a great game, from what I remember. I don't remember too much from it. I don't. I can't remember that goal. I just remember that Gelhart scored. Um, yeah. um But I, I just remember the feeling afterwards of just relief, and it was a kind of. Um, yeah, it was just. It was a victory that really meant a lot to the whole squad as well. Um, and you could see that there's a couple, couple, like I said, a couple of games last season where you could see that West Brom QPR etc. Where there was a bit of a more of a together. Together, uh, together spirit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a 
it's 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 been a bleak season when you look back at it. You know, bleak year, but it's mm. uh, had its moments. Had its moments for sure. Mm. As Nick says, West Brom turnaround and Hugo giving it large. That was a good day. Mm. Was a very good day. Danny, footballing highlight. Um, I've got. Does it have to be a Rotherham United footballing highlight? No, if you've got uh, a, a footballing highlight. Oh, you have a be against the Garden when that, that one that that is far far and away my footballing highlight. And the fact that I predicted it before three before the game, <laughs> and everybody went, No, no, uh, Hammerby might win one nil or Jugarden might win two nil. I think, nah, I think it's going to be nuts, it's going to be four three. Uh, <laughs> that that is far and away my footballing highlight of the year. <laughs> yeah, that was special. Go go yeah. to Sweden and watch watch football. It's great. Football's terrible. Um, <laughs> I highly recommend the atmosphere. And like um, we're good year for the podcast. We've we spoke to Matt Taylor this year, which was great. All three of us were on that. Matt Taylor's a lovely guy to speak to. Yeah. Um, sure, it didn't work out, but he was great to speak to. We spoke to Hacks as well this year. Yeah. Um, me and Danny spoke to Ollie. Do you remember speaking to Rathbone? That was this year, Danny. Uh, mm. What about February? Um, uh, yeah. My one, one regret um, of this year is not being able to talk to Adolphin with you guys. I know. You said you did some work, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you sent in them two questions that you only answered one to. <laughs> yes, <laughs> did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, if Hax is listening, you better answer that second one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're a little bit about that New York Stadium after we've won another game going, <clears throat> where's my second answer, Adolphin? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's yeah. a lovely guy. Never mind. Um, Kim Hayward and Nick, any chance of getting Liam Richardson? We will ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Eves as well. Ask the question about Gaggins, yeah, Eves. Gaggins Eves. will be on a podcast, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I really can't say much though, you know, until he leaves yeah, the club yeah. and retires. I can't yeah. slag off whoever he clearly wanted to slag off, hmm. um, in that interview. Um, oh, oh so, no, yeah. we, need to, we need to pitch it to the club as Tom Eves uncensored so they know what we're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, what if he needs that manager in future? That's his choice. <laughs> true. Very, very true. Right. We will end there. Uh, thank you all for being with us tonight and throughout the uh, throughout the last twelve months. Uh, we've numbers of shot up. I'm going to put a tweet out tomorrow about some highlights throughout the year. Uh, so keep an eye out for some, I think, fun videos. Um, please have a lovely new year. Uh, we'll we'll be back. Probably Thursday. I think we'll go back to normal schedule. Back Thursday to pre to review the Blackburn game and look ahead to the FA Cup. Um, <laughs> FA Cup third round tie at Fulham on Friday night, which will be fun. Um, yeah, thank you everybody. It's been fun. Tom, thank you very much. Appreciate you being here on New Year's Eve. Eve. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think this is my first proper year with with everyone here, so I just want to say thank you for that mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, it's been good fun. Hopefully, twenty twenty four brings better things. But you know, we can all hope. Yeah, uh, some happier things to talk about rather than because stuff like that. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Never had the joys of the League One victories constantly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, we were doing that set of 21 on game and beaten run. We didn't, we, we should have bottled that and just kept it so we could like be happy every so often. Yeah. We we didn't know what we had when we had it, did we? No. Um, No. Uh, Danny. Pleasure, mate, as always, and uh, thank you for being with us this past past twelve months as well. Yeah, no worries. It's been a up and down twelve months, but um, we got through it in the end, didn't we, lads? 
<laughs> we did eventually. Uh, yeah, so thank you all the guests to be with us. Obviously, Mick's not here, but we've had oh, Joy, Kev, Dylan, Will, Lewis. I'm almost certain I'm forgetting somebody. But those are, thank you everybody who's been, been on the podcast, all the other, other um, content creators we've done. I did put the tweet out again today, but all the content creators that helped us, the opposition reports and all that kind of thing. It's been, we've had some good fun for, for like Tom says, a tough year in terms of football. We have actually had some good fun on this podcast, I think. Um, Danny eating some surgery. I can't believe Danny's heart wasn't the surgery in Sweden, the, the rotten fish. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a life. It's, life I, that it's, point, not, it's not football related. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Podcast, podcast related. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll end it there. Thank you. Everybody has a lovely New Year's Eve. If you're doing anything, if you're not doing anything, I'll be lovely and quiet for you. I'm working. Um, <laughs> <laughs> working until two o'clock in the morning, New Year's Day. Lovely. Oh, Danny will be very tired on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah. I don't mind. I get a drink at midnight as well. So happy days. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thank you all. See you next year. Uh, have a good one and up the millers, guys. Up the millers. Up the millers. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham, and the millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, the Duffy. He can hit them, and he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.